Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Sick or healthy? Rain or shine? That's an inside joke. Secrets. Well, it'll be an outside joke soon. I'll get that out there. Yes, as soon as you start throwing up, it'll be all outside. (laughs) Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. We do it all right here from New York City. As always, I'm your host, Michael Dolce. Um, Comic book graphic novelist extraordinaire see you get yeah, your title i you're got my title guy. now too i like guru actually i'm a guru still not as good as lord of the radio so and as always joined by my co-host the lord of the radio mr hassan godwin who again uh, you know we we've tried to dissect how you become a lord of the radio um we haven't quite figured that out it ruins everything if i have to explain it does it yes does it's, it really it's kind of you know it's going back to the line of kings and, you know, conquering nations. and so it's, it's a long story. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got time for that? We've got our engineer, Sam. Our engineer extraordinaire, Sam. Who's not paying attention. Our alpha it. intern, Anna, <laughs> who's here as well, too. Alpha intern. Yes. Right? It's, you're an alpha. You're not a beta. Yeah. And she, and you're not a delta. Name. So, see? He didn't take my recommendation. You're, yeah. <laughs> Just call her the girl? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was what you were... Yeah, that was your recommendation. <laughs> It's like, amid the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, you're like, let's just call her the it's girl. It's not about her being a girl. She's a person. I, I right? agree, yes. That's right? exactly so the point. So what's in the names? Why, why waste our time with names? So you're just going to delineate her by gender. What if she's side gender? She's a person. What she's if she doesn't define herself by girl or boy? That's too deep for me right now. It's too deep for you? <laughs> yeah. Did I just, <laughs> did I just completely yeah. rock your world? Yeah. You know what else is too deep? I got picked up on our last video. You did? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't Elizabeth from, I think she's Buenos Aires. Oh, she can, they can see you, right? So they know. Yeah, they, well, she said she's, all she's very cute. Very cute. Mm-hmm. You have a very cute face. I had to hit the Google Translate. Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's the loudest you've ever been. <laughs> well, she was talking in Spanish. Baxter, you know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> you know? So yes, I, was like, yes. I was like, okay, well, thank you for watching. And then she says, question, are you single? Oh, you know, and I thought about it for a second, and then I said, I'm happily married. And she said, God bless you and your family. Oh. And I said, thank you for listening. Shut it down. You know, and then I secretly messaged. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> well, it's not a secret anymore. No, I know, I know. Well, you know, if, if, my wife, if my wife, who is homesick right now, oh, and I, let's better. wish her the best and hope she, you know, she sees a ticket to Buenos Aires, <laughs> you know, on her credit card. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what you. Yeah, I don't know someone what you're stole about. something and something happened. Wouldn't that be like the ultimate catfish though? Like I actually fly out to Buenos Aires and it's like some dude named Frank. Dude, if you if, <laughs> if, if you did that all off of that, then you deserved everything. Yeah, I, I agree. I it agree. Was like a cute nod. If from I documented an anonymous nod from some some faceless person out there in the ether, yeah, and you just. You're on your bike right away to <laughs> Buenos Aires. Uh, is that you? Like a bicycle? Like I on your bike is a. Term. I guess technically I could it's bike. A phrase, I could right? bike to Buenos Aires, you right? Because it's no. it's all landmass, right? I, I mean, you gotta, yeah, right. But don't can't they close the, like that bridge? Like, isn't there like a way? I'm sure there's a way to do it. Why are we? I'm just very curious. Now you about, got me really interested to see if well, I could bike to now, Buenos though, Aires. We shouldn't discover that now. All right, we, we should, should instead just, talk about the wonderful show that we have. Yeah, maybe. We got maybe. TV's. Uh, we got TV's Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Uh, not just TV. Incredible Hulk. TV's. TV's yeah, yeah, it's not just TV's. TV's Lou Incredible Ferrigno. Hulk. Lou Ferrigno. He's also in uh, Ragnarok, isn't he? He is in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, He's going to talk go. a little bit He's about that. That comes star. out. That comes out next week. It does. Um, doesn't it? Another thing that comes out this Friday: Stranger Things too. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but I've first, just actually been rewatching those. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, just well, we're gonna get, get into the, get back into the mood. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is our, well, a couple things first. A little, little housekeeping. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. House cleaning. Housekeeping. Uh, we're on Amazon Alexa. Housekeeping. You know, just uh, download the Spreaker podcast radio player on Amazon. Enable it. Yes. Hear us. Know us. Alexa. Love us. Open Spreaker. Alexa. Open Secrets of the Sire, and you can listen to our most latest podcast. Uh, which last week was Billy Corgan, which again, if you look at the Facebook videos on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, you can actually see where I'm getting hit on. It's fantastic. I, it's a big ego yeah, boost. I'm check I love out. every second of That's that. That's like the first thing I'm going to do. Um, and, and he's in the Aliens. We found out, even though we didn't find out in the interview. I know, I know. I know. But if you have to listen to the whole show yep, to find out about yep. that. No, I know. You know. You know, um, and as always, I want to give a shout out to our beloved patrons who I apologize. I got all of our stuff out to patrons late today because, again, my wife was sick. My son was sick. Blame my son is like bouncing wife. around, though. He's totally fine. Blame it on um, your family. 
I, I just did. You got to take personal responsibility, did. Mike. We have dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, our program director, Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Ovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce, who we wish the best to get better, of course. That's I nice. wish the best so that she does not infect me. That's really what I That's wish. too late, man. Yeah. So we have our Halloween episode. This is our Halloween episode because, you know, Halloween's next week. It's yes. actually next Tuesday. You said Halloween four times. Yeah, it's next like Tuesday. Well, yeah, because we're still in the first segment, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's five minutes in. Um, so obviously, we're gonna do a little Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers thing. We're gonna pick your favorite slasher film villain. Um, can they Mine, share personally? Can or? they share a movie universe? Like we're gonna talk about a little bit about that. Are you giving it away? Um, but first, we're gonna start with what is the quintessential Halloween? Did it again. Uh, Topic, which is zombies, and more importantly, it's Walking Dead. How is that the quintessential quintessential Halloween topic? Because zombies are are like pumpkins. Okay, I mean, (laughs) we could talk about Charlie Brown, the Great Pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Which is that on yet? I haven't even seen if that's on. I haven't seen it. No, the Great Pumpkin is tremendous. That is probably the greatest piece of entertainment. Well, that's ever. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I would say no. It is the greatest Snoopy. No, the greatest greatest Snoopy. No, all of it greatest piece of entertainment. Anna, you're you're like young. Do you do you um No. Have you seen The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Yeah, is that your favorite? How do you get you don't get past childhood without seeing The Great Pumpkin at least once? No? No. What's your favorite Charlie Brown? The Christmas one. Oh, the Christmas one's really good. Uh oh. That's a death stare from Hassan. You can't see this on camera. The tree that got murdered by the bulb. Yeah. They put the bulb on it and it, it killed yeah. the tree. That always used to depress me when I was a kid. I was like, No, not the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm sad again. Yeah. So The Walking Dead, <laughs> season eight premiere. That's not a segue. That's as good as I'm going to get. Uh, <laughs> Drew, lowest opening rating since season three. Okay. So according oh. to the Chicago Tribune, The Walking Dead season eight premiere, also the show's 100th episode, posted the series' lowest premiere rating since its third season. It's diminishing returns from last uh, season. <clears throat> The season seven premiere drew an 8.4 and 17 uh, million, meaning season eight was down approximately 40% in the demo and 33% in total viewers. However, it should be noted last season's premiere was the resolution of a major cliffhanger. Well, the season didn't was it not. Drop, didn't it drop uh, from first episode of last season to the first, the second episode? Yeah. Oh, tremendous. It was like a tremendous yeah, drop. Yeah, there was a tremendous drop in that. Okay. And, and it just seems, it's, it's really funny because I think uh, season three of Walking Dead is when it, I mean... It was always a big hit, mm-hmm. but I think around season three was when it started becoming like this, uh, well, maybe season two. I mean, maybe we'll have some people chime in. I mean, season two and three were when it started really picking up and became this like obsession uh, to the point where season four and season five and season six, this was all like, this is like must watch TV. And we kind of talked about it a little bit, I think, last week in terms of viewers, um, whether or not we talked about it on the show or privately, we were talking about Walking Dead and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big show, but there just seems to be such a low buzz about it. And I think it's related, obviously, to the events of season seven. I think it. Do you I think, think it, it ruined needs buzz, though, in order to, like, do people need to be told it's coming back and it's going to be on? And I think I think that it's in that danger zone of. Where, I don't want to say it's <laughs> a great song. Danger zone. Top Gun, Maverick. That's a very eighties. Um, I, very, she wasn't, she wasn't even born then. See, that's yeah, that's the alpha intern. Yeah. She wasn't even born. She, she was here. The eighties is a is I, a. I deny that. Is a uh, <laughs> I refuse to believe it. It's a figment of her imagination. She can speculate. You can speculate as There's to what no the 80s one were. I know on this right. planet who wasn't alive in the eighties. I, I refuse to believe it. Really? Yeah. Really? I refuse it. What about babies? Nope. No, babies nope. were, born, were, in the 80s, they were born in the eighties too. They were born in the eighties also. Everyone was born. So you're 19, like Ready Player One. Nineteen eighty-one. Everybody was born. That's right. Everyone. Okay. All right. No fair world. enough. Fair enough. That's how it goes. Um, to be fair, both uh, broadcast show premieres outperformed The Walking Dead, which is The Big Bang Theory and This Is Us, even though in a certain demographic, Walking Dead still did better than them. Um, I'm throwing That's numbers out there. How does that math work? Uh, it, it's, it's in a specific demographic. The numbers were higher for Walking Dead over some of the oh, most more popular shows. Correct, correct. Right. Um, but I, th- I think it's worth talking. That's right? how you parse it out, though. That's how you part. That, that's how you pull the win out of a out of a, sure. a failure. Sure, right. That's what uh, Spider-Man. Uh, homecoming, yeah. Not homecoming. No, not homecoming. Um, oh, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, the first Amazing Spider-Man. Sure. They were like, well, you know, we lowered our expectations and it exceeded our lowered expectations. <laughs> this is true. And we win. This is true. Yeah, and that's how it. Well, it's it all works. about messaging, right? If you put out the message. But I want to get back it's to not the, all about. I wrestling. want to get back to the question you asked, though. Like, does I, the show need buzz? Does the show need buzz? Ah, I did ask. That I question. think when you get into a season eight, regardless of whether or not, I mean, in 
TV show land, they've only done 100 episodes, right? I mean, comparatively to other, to other shows, that would be a season five at this point. Like uh, 24 used to do 24 episodes. Uh, most seasons do 22 episodes. Yes. Uh, Walking Dead has the favorable... Yeah, because they only have like 15 episodes per season. It's 13. I mean, it's really, it's not a lot it's, at all. It's been... 15 though there have been times there have been times at 15 but they'll split it up 7 and 7 they do that mid-season break and then it becomes so obnoxious you know but it's getting to that point now there's two there's two angles to this right one is does the show need buzz probably not but the events of last season I think play into this a lot right I mean without getting spoilerific but at the same time look it's been a year so I, I can't not spoil it there were major deaths at the beginning of last season, the method in which they both died, um, you know, we might as well just say it. I, I, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to protect the people who haven't seen anything in a year. But I think after a year, you kind of have to. You know, there's there's a was there allowance for that? Um, it's a two week allowance. I think it's two week allowance. So when Glenn and Abraham kicked the bucket at the beginning of last season, I think it, they did it in such a way that was very. It it hurt me like in a way. It wasn't poorly done. Oh, you got hurt. Yeah, I just hurt mentally like I was done. Like I was done. Huh. Like I was done. I looked at it. And I'm like, it was so brutal a death and so violent and it was so almost unnecessary, but it was necessary because it took, you know, kind of happened in the comics too. Ah, just it, it, it. I remember having Russ Wooten from Walking Dead on. Uh, he's he's the letterer from Walking Dead. And, you know, I basically said, like, you know, it was so brutal. I'm kind of like, I don't want to watch the next episode now. Hmm. I mean, I think that's kind of playing into it a little bit too. So I think this season, you know, last season... People had to kind of come back to last season. There were a lot of people that felt the way I felt. I mean, what did you think? I haven't watched since, uh, I don't know. I haven't watched for two years. I think there was a... I think, <clears throat> my, my attitude about The Walking Dead is, is, is pretty bad. I have a pretty bad attitude about it. Yeah, well, let's, let's hear it's, it. It's, I, I like just, bad attitudes. I just don't think it's a good show. You know, I well, think, Why don't you think it's a good show? Because it's like a, it's one note. It yeah. had a lot of potential, mm-hmm. and then it just it just kind of found that one note and just said, "I'm just going to keep ringing this this bell yeah. for the for the next ten years, and we're not going to get out of the woods. We're not going to do anything smart to kind of protect ourselves from the obvious threat that's out there." Mm-hmm. And you know, there is the irony of uh, like they're the Walking Dead, you know, because sure. all of them are going to die, you know, or some or some such. And the 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 most dangerous people in the zombie apocalypse are the people who are still alive. Sure. Right, I get it. I get it all. It's very, it's very introspective. It's it's very you know. It's, well, this, this it's very season, nouveau. the past season turned into more of like a mafia kind of. I didn't even. I couldn't even get it. I did see the episode. I did see the premiere. I did see Glenn die. I did mm-hmm, see Abraham mm-hmm. die. And then I, I kind of had the same reaction as you. But I was kind of desensitized to it because I I'd already been you already done show. at that point. Yeah. So that just kind of solidified it for me. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is this is bull. Plus the fact that the season before that they had already teased Glenn's death. They right. already milked Glenn's death for like five episodes. I agree with you on that too. And so, I think they really I mean it, it, there was only so much we could sit there and be like, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it, give me a break. Yeah. You know, and then like what's the point? All these people are going to die. There none of them are doing anything smart to kind of get themselves out of the situation. Um there's all of they're, they have they have this uh, kind of quirk where everything is going well. And yeah. someone will do something stupid <laughs> to have it all stop going well. What, what and that's you, a bad that's a bad uh, uh, device to keep using. What do you guys think? Do you think we're done with Walking Dead? We'll read some of your we're comments not, when we come back, not. and then we're going to also talk about the premiere, the most highly anticipated premiere, I think, of a TV show all year coming up next. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who 
do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Joined by my uh, esteemed colleague and co-host, Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Thank you very much. Do you have to apply? Do you have to like go to college for that? Is there some sort of like classes? I could tell you how to become Lord of the Radio, but then you'd become Lord of the Radio and I wouldn't be Lord of the Radio <laughs> this is anymore. very true. No such thing as co-lord. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. It's a- <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern at talkradio.nyc and streaming live on facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. This is our Hallow's Eve episode, so we have zombies, we have stranger things, we have aliens, we have ghosts and goblins, and well, I mean, what else do kids dress up as? Witches. Witches? Which is, that's a derogatory. That's, that's very derogatory to dress up like a, that you're offending an entire Wiccan population by which, doing that. Which is derogatory? Which yeah. witch is derogatory? Just dr- dressing up like a witch, that's a stereotype. It's an ugly stereotype. Ugly stereotype. You're such a racist. That's true. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeking help for it. I win! <laughs> Finally, I win! I, I just had no rebuttal. <laughs> I, I just completely, you found me out. <laughs> I just completely just blew your mind there, didn't I? You're you're like, wait a minute. You're right. I it hate is, witches. It is a stereotype. I've always hated witches. How about that? I've never been able to forgive them for the death of my son. <laughs> <laughs> um Scott Fortier, commenting on uh, Walking Dead talk, Fortier, said, "Good uh, last name, Scott." Mm-hmm. Is I that, like did, it. I, did I not? Bu- did I butcher it? I don't think I. Uh, no, nah, it sounds that sounded all right. Yeah, but it didn't sound like a butchering. He said he gave up on The Walking Dead a long time ago. Really hard watching entire episodes of previously on The Walking Dead. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know when I you know when I quit? Yeah. There was a couple of seasons ago. There was Alexandria. They had just gotten to Alexandria, sure. and they were deciding whether to vote Rick out. They get rid of Rick because sure. Rick is a little edgy. He was yeah. all, he was all edge lord that, that yeah. season. Well, he had a PSD, PTSD yeah. at that point, right? Too. Which he didn't have mm-hmm. last season because he just became a wimp the whole season and let right. Negan, you know, monologue through the entire. So wait, let me let me oh, wait, go, wait, ahead, wait. go ahead, go ahead. So he, they're about to vote him out. He's yeah. going to be gone. the The husband of the guy. Of the of the woman that he's been, uh, you know, sure, stooping. Uh-huh. Um, well, he didn't stupper. He, he well, he was he was that was that was he was happen. he was actually he never got to because she got zombied like a couple of episodes after that. Right, right. They did not get the stup, but he was he was preparing the he was, stup. Yeah, it was a, he was it laying was a, yeah, the groundwork. It was a, it was a preliminary stup, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was a yeah. it was a survey, yeah. right? So he shows up with the Michonne samurai sword, yeah. and accidentally cuts the wrong person's throat, right? Like, do you know how hard it is to cut anybody's throat in the yes. first place? And he, not only does he not get who he's aiming for, right. but he totally accidentally kills someone else. Right. And he didn't stab him. No. He didn't hurt. He didn't cut a finger off. Oops, I'm sorry. You said many things in this right yeah. now that I, that I think is something. How do you bite somebody's throat off? Like, that was an actual scene in Walking Dead where, where Rick, you know, at one point, because they're about to do some he bad things old. to his son, he, like, literally was he in, a, he was in like, he was in an arm lock, so he bit, I mean. How do you bite someone's throat off and then, and then become neutered in an entire season? Do zombies? How does that See, work? See, that was the second thing you said. And in the comics, you know, this, this is one of the, the measures of whether the show is, is um, oh, Priya commented, she said, like a vampire. Um, <laughs> this is one of the, uh, hi, Priya. I, I guess you could, if um, you could do that. This is one of the things that you can kind of measure how the show is doing, in my mind, right? Like, if the show is doing well, it's better than the comic book. 
season two, I will always hearken back to season two. In the comic book, you know, sorry, in the show, for a good six episodes, they are literally worried about the barn, right? What's in the barn? What's the secret that's in the barn? What's Herschel doing? What's he keeping there? And then they find out he's hoarding like all of these zombies in there. And it's like, oh my God, this is a big secret. Why is he doing it? Is he crazy? Is he this or is he that? And it turns out he wasn't crazy, but he was definitely, he thought he could eventually turn them back into real people. That's what he was doing. He didn't want to kill people. Wow, what a reveal. What an interesting concept. And then, the, you know, obviously everything goes to heck. Uh, in that ep- in that season, <laughs> and the people in the barn get loose, and you realize yeah. Sophia's in the barn. You're like, oh my god, this oh, is unbelievable! Sophia. In the comic book, one panel, they come into the farm, and uh, and Rick talks to Herschel, and Herschel's like, all right, Rick, you can stay here as long as you want to, no worries. Just don't, don't go, go in the barn. barn. I got some dead people in the barn. I think I can turn them back. And it's like it's like wow, the TV show just destroyed the comic book, <laughs> absolutely destroyed it. But then you flip going back, and you're like, this season with Rick being neutered. In the comic book, Rick is neutered, um, and then he has a quiet scene with Andrea, who's still alive. Isn't he neutered because he loses his hand? No, 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 no. He lost the hand. He lost the hand um, many, many issues ago. No, no. He has a conversation with Andrea, who basically still alive in the comics, and who is basically Michonne. Michonne is the lover mm-hmm. in in this, and he says to her, and he's like, "Well, I need them to believe that I'm neutered." And, it's, and it happens very quickly, because even Andrea's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, where's the Rick that I fell in love with? Where's the Rick that's going to take down the governor? Where's all these people? And he's like, he's still here. I need them to believe that I am done, because hell yeah, we're going to fight back. And it's like, oh, good. And then I'm in on it the entire time. You know, and, and in, well, as you opposed, didn't, you didn't see the last five episodes, though, right? Of of that season. Of uh, this past season, I'm st- I'm four episodes behind. I know he comes back, but but the first six episodes, first six seven episodes, he is essentially neutered, and he. Well, I, mean, I guess I, uh, what I'm saying is, I guess the point is that they're, if he is indeed playing that game, yeah, the showrunners are going to let us all think. That he's neutered and everybody, and which I, you know, I understand the gimmick. I understand the need no. for it. It's a, it's a very clever gimmick. The problem is, it's dangerous because if I don't want to see him like that, yeah. and I don't know he's playing a game, I'm going to tune out. I'm going to get out of there. No, it, you know what they? I saw the entire first um, first half of last season, and at the very end of last season is when Rick wakes up and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you're right. That I do want to. I do want to get back into this, and we should stop him." And then the rest of the next season is just him kind of laying the groundwork to take him down. So, no, there was no wool being put over our eyes. Rick was effectively neutered. Well, then that's terrible. I agree. I agree, and I think that's, I think that's where we're starting to kind of see things. I, you know, they're, they're also the, the, the bad thing about that show is the rewatchability is so low. Like, once you, once you get past sure. the flash and the, the explosions, like, you're never going to watch Beth get killed again. No. You're never going to watch that again. I know. Because it's so stupid. Well, it's Wedding Crashers. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I know, but we're talking about it again I now. Know. So you, it's just there's, there's so many um, there's so many hit points. Yeah. That you know the show was peaking at yeah. these hit points that you're that will never work again. Yeah. Because it doesn't it never bothers to kind of find an identity and develop a narrative. Right. That would have like a kind of a quality story that you could rewatch over. Yeah. And over that I would know. have a quality. I think some of the earlier episodes do though. I think some of the times when they're in Atlanta, when, when they're actually in, charge, in downtown, that's a, yeah. That's an argument. Yeah. That's a lot of argument with people because yeah. a lot of people I know like it, uh, started to like it after he left. Yeah. You know? Well, I think it did get better after he left. Um, however, I disagree. just like you said, though, it's I actually... It's only when season one. Season two was the worst season of, no, you know? No, I disagree. Season two, was, season two is highly season considered two is, a terrible season. Season two, I thought, had some really... Like I said, I thought they I did a nice like job it, with the I'm bar. I'm saying it's the general consensus is that season two is probably one of the I'm going to give you seasons. my favorite answer. It's my show. It's your show, too. Let's see how long that works. I know. See how long well, we're going to redo all the the branding. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> you know, another show, another show that's got a lot of pressure on it. Um, it's coming out on Friday, and it's Stranger Things two. Now, uh, Sam, did you see Stranger? You saw Stranger Things, right? Segway. Anna, did you see? First half. First half. You didn't finish it yet. No. Oh no. These kids today, man, they don't finish anything. <laughs> it's a millennial thing? Yeah, it's a millennial. It's a millennial totally. thing. I want to throw this out to the audience, too. Would you, if you were going to quit a job, would you just not show up? I'm throw this out there. I, I, want, I want people's responses. We'll, yeah, we'll read I'm some responses. A, I, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to get passionate Would you about not that. do it? I've done it. You've done it? You've <laughs> just not showed up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was a terrible job, though. Was it like Grave Digger? 
It was a couple of rungs below that. R- rungs yeah. below that mm-hmm. grave sitter? Like what? What is that? Yeah, like, like like you had to literally it's, sit it's, in the grave. It's to the point where it'd be detrimental for me to. Describe were you a prostitute? Deal to, it, That's fantastic. If you were, yeah, yeah, I could see you doing really. It was well. a form of prostitution. You could do actually. really well out there on the street. Are you I don't me? think so. I I. You don't? You don't think so? I think you're being disingenuous with me I think I'm being very genuous. (laughs) Who wouldn't want a big black teddy bear? Come on. Oh, my God. Anyway, so anyway. (laughs) You're going to stay on that, huh? No, we're going to go to Stranger Things, too. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) I will will honestly say it was a form of prostitution. To be fair, I I was actually going to say chocolate teddy bear because I wanted to get the sexy angle in there. But my mind just didn't work. Because you're a racist. Well, yeah. Yeah, we've established we're both racists on the show. Witches are really, you know, nobody really cares. It's not I a race. <laughs> I thought you were going to say nobody cares about witches. Nobody cares I hate witches. Nobody cares about witches. Witches, witches be crazy, yo. <laughs> um, Stranger Things 2 is a bloated sci-fi sequel. Here we go. This is one review. Toxic fandom. Stranger Things Season 2 takes a big risk while reminding you why you fell in love with it in the first place. Two totally different reviews, one from uh, Business Insider and the other from... Entertainment Read Weekly. the bad one first, because that's what the that's what the people are tuning in. All for. right, Stranger Things two is a bloated sci fi sequel. Uh, sequel. A lack of originality was never the show's problem. When oh. you go to see an eighties cover band, you're not listening for new material. You could appreciate how the Duffers took the extra fan fictional step of throwing all their action figures together into one. Uh, I'm not even going to be able to Holy pronounce this. Um, make uh, and one lost Amblin. Oh, Amblintopia. Okay, very easy. Amblin Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Good, good little shout out there. Mm-hmm. Making Hawkins, Indiana, their own hyper specific version of Once Upon a Time's uh, Storybrooke. So many other white dude directors who grew up in the Reagan area are approaching middle age, having made careers from rebooting our most beloved franchises with much well, simpler strategy. Well, it's not racist when you talk about race. white people. Remember that Star Wars, ah. but with the Death Star again. Transformers, but with King Arthur, there are worse ideas than girl talking '80s genre classics into a synth-heavy stew. I mean, it's just—it's very wordy this this review. But yes. essentially, uh, it all boils it down must be to a millennial. Um, and there was the possible because you you, end up, you need to make yourself smarter than you are. <laughs> you just discovered this thesaurus. If I was talking hey, to him, there's a book with words <laughs> about other words. If I was talking to this guy who reviewed the, the and uh, and he was talking to me about music, I would say I like Sonic Youth. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's my fight. <laughs> if you want to catch up on any of our videos, including Billy Corgan's interview where he says that exact line, go to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com. You just mouthed off about a whole bunch of things. He's yeah. Like, yeah. You know how it goes. Well, you're wrong. I like that. So. Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to continue this discussion, too, because it, it does boil down to is, are, are, we, are we just... Is that the end of the review? Uh, it goes on a little bit more, so I will. So I will like get the that. whole book, right? Yeah, he really goes into chapter eight. It. I know it's very, very wordy, which we just talked about, though. Uh, in Stranger Things two, there's a moment where a little girl is playfully pairing off two toys, He Man and Barbie. Surely that is some sort of truly wild nostalgia baked fantasia in the brewing, swordsy high fantasy mixed with accessorized consumerism fantasy. What the hell? Okay, shut up. <laughs> when we come back, more Stranger Things two. Is it going to live up to the hype? And should we even care? You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture... Then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. 
Pornhub traffic plummets during uh. Game of Thrones season premiere. <laughs> Porn provider Pornhub reports their site traffic was down 4.5% on Sunday when HBO aired the popular fantasy series. Time Here's a ridiculous question that probably no one asked. Yeah. Who did they report that to? <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, we have they a great know. guest coming up they a little bit know. later, too. We have Lou Ferrigno. He'll be at the end, back end of this segment talking a whole bunch of stuff. Got to give our shout out to uh, Jerry Milani, Wizard World Chicago. It's the last of our Wizard World Chicago interviews. Yeah, we, um, milked, we, we milked that for all We milked it as, as yeah, we mined yeah, it. Yeah, we really did, which worth. is fantastic. So he's going to talk a little Thor Ragnarok. He's going to talk a little bit about his past, getting bullied. Um, great oh. guest. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how he got into the whole bodybuilding thing. It was pretty, you know, pretty extraordinary. I'll do it. Uh, but we were talking Stranger Things too, um, and, and I this, guess and this uh, this well, mouth breather who wrote this a terrible article about entertainment and about product placement and stuff like that. Let's 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 just clear this up. All entertainment is is about it's it's all inter it's, it's all interchangeable it's about product it's about sensationalism it's about it's, it's it's not art and it's not telling a story it is art but it's art it's pop art yeah okay it's art it's cultural art yeah okay and everything that's part of the culture well, is everything relevant everything nostalgic now is like is nostalgia is, is, is a is a big thing now it's too much it is we're getting to the point where it's too much nostalgia but like i cannot stand these reviews where people use phrases like this was unnecessary. Yeah. All art is unnecessary. Right. The Mona Lisa wasn't necessary. Sure. Nobody said, you know, I'd like a semi, a, paint, a portrait of a semi-pretty woman that's kind of symmetrical that I can't tell whether she's, you know, that her eyes follow me every time I walk around the I room. would say. No one asked for that. What, I mean, what is defined as necessary then, right? Food and water. Food, water, and air. Right? The, yeah, if you want to, if you want to break it even further down, if you want to get into saying, the weeds yeah, of that, you know, comment, using that, using the, that word, I think art is necessary too, though. No, the theory of this sequel wasn't necessary. This is not necessary. Whatever. That's sure. a lot of that's that's a go to. That's that's a faux intellectual go to. Right. Everybody's getting together and they're they're using these kind of clever phrases to try to sound like their opinion of something is relevant or they, they try to delegitimize something by by explaining how utterly irrelevant or unnecessary something was. Yeah. But if we're talking about necessity, none of this entertainment stuff is necessary sure. for survival, right? So if you uh, get a sequel, actually no, you could you could you could no, argue no, that Having no. distractions from not your daily the, life is not necessary. on the level of these people are talking about. No, well, yes, these people a, are, these people are just talking to to, to talk. You yeah, know? they're just, just talking like we're doing words. right now. Right? No, no, no but we minute. are we are entertainingly humorous and enjoyable. Oh, are we? Okay, so that's fun. Yeah, you're the racist. <laughs> I just don't like witches. There's another word for that. But that's, anyway, because witches witches isn't, isn't a race. That's a religion. So duh. So anyway, yes, mm. chicken. It's a religion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's let's not discuss this. Yeah. Thank you. How about that? That's what well, she's on let's my hear side. a good review. You want to hear a good review? Oh, there's a good review. So, um, but did that guy ever talk about like the show and say I he don't does. like the show? He does, but it's just it, it's it's a lot so it's more all like this, that. It's all this like flower word hyperbole Correct. all the way up until that was that it. was flower word hyperbole. That was very very well done. You've got you you know you Every raised your intellectual uh, slack to combat other intellectual slack errs. What? Yeah. Stranger Things 2 remains <laughs> what, what just happened? takes a big risk while reminding you why you fell in love with it in the first place. And now this, this person's going to assume that I love it. This guy, I, so I boiled this one down a little bit better for you. The second season of Stranger Things isn't as seamless as season one, but it stays true to the characters and world everyone fell in love everybody with last dies summer. At the end, right? He just goes into spoiler in the second line. The and exciting, <laughs> spooky new season gives other characters the spotlight, uh, but a plot line focusing on Eleven falls flat. The season's biggest hey. strength is that it never tries to top season one. Well, you should... What are they supposed to do? Yeah. I... Okay, I get... I said I said a couple of weeks ago that the this show is probably not going to top last last season. Sure. For the, for the level Bold of prediction. popularity. Right? Probably not going to do it. It never does. Sarcasm. I know. Okay. I'm getting past it. 
because it's not funny. Um, it's it, it. They never do. They never. They never live up to the hype. I don't understand why people expect the the, the continuation of something to live up to the beginning. It doesn't make any sense. If you're going to get a show that's a great show, yeah. the second day, everybody treats the seasons like they're movies, like they're features, right? The The second season is just a continuation of the first season. Sure. It's just a continuation of the story. Sure. So it's going to have ebbs and flows and stuff sure. like that. So it, it's not like a movie. You didn't wait three years to see another movie. It's like, well, that movie just wasn't as great. I, I left my house. I spent uh, X amount of money. I sat down in this theater yeah. to see this movie to have the experience I had three years ago. Sure. That's understandable. I sat here on my freaking sofa and watched Netflix again yeah. the, the year later, and I was not elated the second year. Well, I think, though, when it comes down to – I think when it comes down to Stranger Things too, though, and I think when it comes down to um, – our culture in general now, there is nothing but chatter. We are chatter, right? We are chatter. We are part of yeah. of that. You don't of say that, these things, but thing. does that make it right? No, no, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that it so puts then, it puts a different spin on all these. But all that's of not conciliatory right? because it's, you could you could you could exist if you're a creator of a show. You could exist in a vacuum. It's like being a band, right? And I'll use the analogy of being a band. You know, the band's breakout album is always great. The follow-up album very very rarely lives up to what it was. Why? Because they become uh, they be, they they kind of read their own hype in a way. They become hyped up. They read their own hype. They try to combat their own hype instead of going into what made their their album great to begin with which was inspiration which was art which was all this other stuff i think look the duffers the duffers were nobodies right they were nobodies last year and they were making this homage to stuff that they loved when they were a kid what point are you trying to make i'm making that i think I, the point i'm trying to make is i think no matter what i think in today's culture it's impossible to top things because, i just said that yeah but i'm doing it much better than you no you're not yeah. actually you're doing it pretty badly you know, for a giant chocolate you're, teddy bear you're not doing a good job because here. i'm not your giant chocolate <laughs> teddy bear that's because you're no. not being a prostitute anymore uh, well, i got some cash in my pocket i'm, I'm, I'm taking let's a take step the show up to the next I'm level my life. let's take the show to the next no. level <laughs> get off that <laughs> Um, I just think I think it is so I think it's, horrible. I, the visuals are horrible. <laughs> now, oh, now, I wasn't visualizing anything. I now can't do anything visualize but visualize. It. All I oh do is visualize. God. Now you ruined it. For the love of God, man, oh, move on. God. Uh, no, I think I think though. I guess I guess we are saying the same thing. Yes. So you 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 killing that me here. Being said, <laughs> that being said, that to, being to said, to disagree with you. That being said and said again. Um, and reset. I think that it is incumbent on the next batch of artists, the next group, to be to be cognizant of it. I think I think you can be. I think you can be cognizant that if I'm making something, you just said that the band tries to to top its own greatness because they're cognizant of the greatness from the first time, and then they try to compete with the greatness, and that's what makes it bad. Yes, and now I'm saying so now that you're you saying, can be cognizant of all that and rise above it. How do you cognizant? There's one. There's, there's only one kind of cognizant. If you're aware of your greatness and you try to compete with your greatness or you try to be aware of your greatness, you can't rise above your own awareness of the greatness. So if the I last guy was aware of his greatness, is, the though, next guy can only be as so aware as the last guy we made of that an album, greatness. We made an album together, right? We made an album, which we still haven't released, but we'll, 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 we'll get that That's, out there. Let's not talk about the past. We felt, the past, I felt when we were hurts. making it, like we were, just, we were, just on, we were clicking on a... On a Artistic level. We is in the band, not you and I personally. No, 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 the right. big teddy bear thing, right? <laughs> okay, let's just let's just get the imagery. Let's get the terms Look, clear. We gain more viewers when I said no, this. So no, um, no. <laughs> we'll do anything no, for ratings. No, we won't. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> Stop. What's that Simpsons line? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's hurt my head. <laughs> it's hurt my head. My head hurts. Please finish your point. Uh, finish my your my point. point is is that I How think is cognitive- I think that I think that you can be cognitive you can be cognizant of the fact that if you are on a run to milk that run as much as humanly possible. So if you are creating a season milk. one, <laughs> if you are creating a season <laughs> one, and realize like, hey, we're doing something really extraordinary here. Let's try to get. Let's try to. Let's not stop here right now. Let's plan out season two. Let's get that in the books before anything happens. I'm saying well, I think it's going to be incumbent to start thinking 
not just no, not just then, one season. Then but season even one more. comes out and everybody loves something about it that you didn't anticipate. So now you 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 but it's almost, That's my point. Season two is already done. But then if you put that out and you say, "Look, I'm defying it. I'm not following the trend. I defy you." I know. And every, then it I know. sucks, and everyone's like, "Whoa, he obviously I know. had a formula and he it's kept a, it's all a over lose, it." Lose. It's a nobody lose, knows. Lose. That's the thing. Everybody acts like they know. I know. Nobody knows. And the and the internet will not accept that it doesn't know. I know, and well, that is the problem. Next, even you keep saying I know. We can. Uh, you're right. Stop we can saying ask. I know. We can ask. We're not Paul Reiser, ask, who's actually on the show. We're not going to ask him that. And he'll be on our show next week, and we'll ask him these things. We're not going to ask him. Hey, man, well, you're in the season that sucks. Why is that? <laughs> I'll ask him that. He'll be like, I'm in every season that sucks. I'm in every show that sucks. Season two. All right. Uh, our next guest is. We're not uh, going to ask Lou. We're not going to ask Lou that. Um, he was, again, uh, again given uh, our shout-out to Jerry Milani from Wizard World Chicago. Set us up with a great interview. Talked to the great Lou Ferrigno. 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 <laughs> that just came out that way. Well, I think that's it for the show tonight. I laugh at your impediment. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the great Lou Ferrigno talks about a lot of great things. Uh, it was a great interview. It was very kind of him to take five minutes and talk to us about Thor Ragnarok and a whole bunch of other things. Here's Lou Ferrigno. Mike Dolce, Secrets of the Sire, radio show and podcast here with Lou Ferrigno, the Incredible Hulk. Lou, how, how are you feeling today? How's everything going? It feels great. I'm, I'm glad I'm at this convention because you can see the fans are so excited. It's very positive here. There's no, nothing to do with drugs, sex, or violence. It's all about you know, entertaining family, the fourth generation. Yeah. And we're at Wizard World Chicago. Uh, now, Lou, you're a veteran of the, of the convention scene. You've been doing the Wizard shows for a long time. Uh, is any highlight, any, any memory from the show that really stands out to you, maybe a fan experience or maybe meeting you know, a colleague, any, any experience with a fan that really you know, stands out to you, like a really great memory? Yeah, I got a fan uh, about a few years ago. She had uh, the Hulk tattoo on both her calf muscle, and she had my, my signature tattoo. I mean, I was so elated when I saw that because I said to myself, this is a real diehard fan, a real nice woman, and uh, I love her dearly. I'm, I'm thankful what fans do that. I've seen more than one fan that done this. That, that's what enlightens me. Uh, you've been very outspoken. You're, you're an inspiration to people with disabilities before, and you, you based your entire career on, on, on you know, kind of stopping bullying and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about you know, how, you, how you got into bodybuilding to kind of counteract all you know? Uh, you know, bullies and things like that. Bodybuilding because my life's about overcoming adversity, you know, and I was bullied my whole life. But the lesson I learned is that sometimes when, don't be the victim because sometimes it's the bully that has the problem because a lot of times these people get victimized by the bully. They internalize to think that maybe there's something wrong with them. But the bully, it could be a teacher, it could be a relative, it could be somebody online, it could be a neighbor. Uh, you need to take action and go to, the, to someone and talk about the source and no matter how much you're being threatened, because it's very important, because sometimes it could cost someone's life. How cool has it been to see the Hulk front and center again in the Marvel movies? And I know you're involved with some of the Marvel movies now, too. I mean, how cool is it to see, you know, kind of 30, 40 years later that the Hulk is, is now just as popular in the Marvel movies as it was at the TV show? Great, because the legacy now is over 40 years. And two nights ago, we had the big Stan Lee tribute in L.A. And uh, my original producer Ken Johnson who brought the Hulk to television was there. It was like one big grand, grand finale party and um, it just shows you that it's bigger and bigger every year. Do you wish they didn't do the CGI? Do they wish they could, you, could, you could get the green makeup on again and, and, and do it up? No, do it? That. I've done over 40 films. I've done five TV series and I have aspirations to do other films. I mean the Hulk has always been a beloved series but the series, I like to remain the way it was and uh, they have to pay me a lot of money. They want me to play the Hulk doing a commercial, what they did five years ago in Italy. They paid me a fortune, but that's the only time I would reprise uh, the role of the Hulk. Uh, talk to me about, there was, I think you set the record straight, but, it, but for our audience as well, too, um, the, the incident with Flash Gordon uh, that happened. You know, that was fake news. Was fake that news, was a right? setup. But Sam Jones and I are a very good friend. We've been friends for 37 years. Yeah, because we, we were talking about it on the show, and we're like, this doesn't make any sense. So uh, It's just the way they play it up. People are concerned about it, but it's, uh, it's nothing really happened. So we want to make sure you're okay with, with it. <laughs> we want to make sure that's good. Um, any upcoming films, anything you're working on now? Yes, I just finished a, a, a comedy of Game of Thrones called Purse of Thrones. That'll be on Netflix in January, and I just finished doing Instant Death. 
that uh, came out from Stony Pictures about a couple months ago. And I have my big bodybuilder competition in Palm Springs, November 18, 19, called the Ferrigno Legacy. And we have over 500 competitors. It's fantastic, fantastic. What can you bench right now? I don't bench anymore. I use machines. I do lightweight training. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. I used to bench 560. Well, I, I'm partially afraid of you, very, very afraid of you. But uh, at the same time, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I'm Oscar Nordstrom, author and host of Off the Beaten Path, a show for listeners of every cultural, political, and social leaning. Each Thursday, we'll explore subjects from religion to science to philosophies to live by, and figures from the history books and sports annals, and a frank and informed discussion on social issues, all for enriching your life and bridging the gaps that divide us. Join me on a thought-provoking journey off the beaten path every Thursday from 1 to 2 p.m., live on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Contemplating how to do this, uh, you being on camera next week. I'm going to go get some sun then. Get ready. <laughs> you're, you're, Don't you're, read you're, into it. Yeah. Just keep going. That was, uh, class. That was very racially Have some class. See, there it is. Yeah. Now. Yeah. See, you ruined it. It was a subtle nod to it now, and you just kind of hit it over the head <laughs> with a hammer. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Stop calling uh, me Svengali. This has been a very uh, <laughs> enlightening, enlightening uh, episode here. Yeah, uh, I want to thank uh, Lou Ferrigno. I want to th- I even I can't pronounce his name every single Lou Ferrigno. I said Lou. Lou. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Waffa. I thank Lou Ferrigno. Uh, he was tremendous. Uh, I yes, thank- he was. <laughs> Because he can bench 500. Yeah. So that he was probably tremendous. still ripped. Yeah. yeah. Still ripped. <laughs> what is he going to do? You I can't know. get fat if you're Lou Ferrigno. Oh, you can get fat. You can't. You can you're not it. allowed. You, you couldn't show up to a convention like, I'm Lou Ferrigno. And he's like, you know. I mean, he was an 80s icon, right? Yes. Was yes, it 70s he, icon? 70s icon? 70s. 70s and 80s. I All used right. to watch uh, the Hulk. Like, like religiously. Yeah, I did too when I was younger. I did too. I mean, it was cool. I used every to watch time. him with his first run because I'm old. This is very true. You are actually. Bling, bling, you're like bling, twice bling. as old as our, as our intern, I think. Bling, bling, I think so. Bling. No, she yeah. was born in 1981. Oh, that's right. Duh. That's right. That's right. Duh. Uh, speaking of uh, 80s icons, <gasps> uh, Star Halloween. Uh, see, I did it much better this time, nah, right? That's all right. I, all right. I, I set it up. I set it up. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen pros at Segway, so, you know, you got to live up to it. Uh, we are talking Halloween, we so talking what Halloween. better to do Halloween than talk about the slasher movie universe? Um, we do this every week. We go spinning the racks, but this one's spinning the racks Halloween. Halloween edition. Spin the rack, spin the rack, spin the that's Halloween edition. Oh, I was really scared. That's some that's some that's some heightened yeah. uh, sound effects that yes. we got going on. Yeah, that was not just me no going. Expense. That was not me just going into the microphone. <laughs> no. going, Even though they could see Ooh. that it was you on the camera. Yeah, but the people listening on the podcast, yeah, like on iTunes attention. and iHeartRadio, right? They can't see anything. SoundCloud, they can't see. Yes, yeah, so I just blew up your spot. Right that's there. true, actually. I'm sorry, that's about true. That. So, to anyone listening on the bad. podcast, 
I did not just go. No, he didn't. That was pre-recorded. We, it we, was it was fantastic. We went through great length. We went all the way to the Himalayas I, to get that sound. We really tried hard on we that. Did. One. We, we did. We really did. Uh, so I pulled this one up from a couple years ago. I thought this was interesting. Could Freddy Krueger, Jason, and Michael Myers join a slasher movie universe? They've actually talked about this. Now, like a joint universe, like, like a uh, Marvel, like Marvel comics. Oh my god! Esque a murder shared- universe. A murderverse, a murderverse, a murderverse. Murder we, yeah. we coined it. We coined it. We coined it. All right, we're done. Patent pending. Oof. Patent pending. Everybody in this room's rich. I knew this show would pay off <laughs> after a while. Um, so, a, do you think that could happen? Um, and b, I'm gonna I'm gonna break protocol and swear that would be the shittiest universe ever. Okay, You're like you would go to the universe and get killed. What, what would be the what would be the point? Well, you don't actually you, you go can't, you into can't the You can't do anything in a universe. You can't go to sleep. You can't go camping, right? Yeah. You can't just wander around your town during Halloween because you might get freaking murdered. You can't, you can't open this little toy box, a little puzzle box, because some guy with pins on his head would fucking murder you. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that was also a That was effect. a horrible... That would be a horrible universe. I mean, who who would be in that universe? What would the stories be about? Well, I, I, we're not talking about living. It's not like I'm. We're, we're going around. No one and would looking. be living. No, but that's my point. Like we're going to go see the movie. We're going to go see the movie. I understand. You're not going to be in, in have... the movie. This okay. is not like Last right. Action Hero, right. where right. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to pop on. open and just, be like, "Just stop, stop. Just come yeah. with me for a second. Um, in order to have a universe, you yeah. got to have stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In order to be like, oh, this Freddy, uh, you know, this Nightmare on Elm Street sure. is, is a sequel to Friday the 13th that came out a year ago. Right. Right. In order for me to do that, yeah. you have to have like a cohesive narrative. Yes. In order to have a cohesive narrative, you'd have to be telling stories. Yeah. Okay. So getting away from the, 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 the fact that your main characters are all psychopath murderers. Sure. Right. What would your stories be? I oh, you, went to you, that town and almost got killed, and then I went to sleep and almost got killed, and then I—I <laughs> I mean, what, what was the story? That's be? what the writers are for. <laughs> <laughs> they come up with this. Why do we have to come up with this? I'm just saying. Would you want to see something like this? And the answer is yes. Of course we would. <laughs> I, I don't know. And what about other movie universes? <laughs> I mean, we had Freddy versus Jason. That did very well. Yes, it did. Throw in Michael. But you Myers. know what happened? Throw I almost got killed Hellraiser. by that guy with the hockey mask, and then I went to sleep and almost got killed. What if that's the- your story? What if there's somebody in there and it's like a death magnet? What if Final Destination? <laughs> what if Final Destination <laughs> gets crossed over with all of these? What if oh. that's the next Final Destination uh, movie? Okay. Oh, <laughs> blew her mind. Done. <laughs> Sam's like, I don't even know what Final yeah. Destination is, but You've that's got okay. Brains all over the place. Mind's blowing all. <laughs> over. Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers. Who do you got? Freddy versus Jason versus. Michael In terms of Myers. what you like the best. Uh, who's who would be my favorite? Yeah, who's your favorite? Oh, Freddy. Freddy, like hands down, right? Yeah. Not even a. Not even I a actually posed the question out there to the masses, but no one could answer as to who would not choose Freddy. You know what I mean? Like who? Like who out there is not? Freddy is the like best. Who's big into like Fred, well, Jason? Freddy. Freddy kind of. It's others. a cheat though, because Freddy's basically the only one out of all of them with a personality. Good point. So ah, <laughs> uh, it's a good. That's point. why everybody. It's a good point. That's why people gravitate. There's more. To him. There's more death to it. Although. If you if you remember the original Friday the Thirteenth lore, it was actually his mother. His mother, but she didn't do a lot of talking either. She <laughs> only talked at the end. She was and and she was basically, "I'm going to kill you." This is true. It was, there wasn't a lot of nuance this is to true. it. You know, Freddy's got a he's he turned a girl into a roach. Yeah, I actually just rewatched in a roach motel and then squished the roach motel. That's there's never been any genius like that. Ever since. So let me, let me go on another limb here. Ever since. That is the height of Nightmare on Elm Street fantasy. 1 or Nightmare on Elm Street 3? Three. 3. Like, hands down, right? Mm-hmm. Not even a question. Uh, mm, I just rewatched one, 3. 1, they were still trying to figure everything out, and they were still caught up in the old like psychological horror aspect of yeah. it. By 3, they had figured out, wait a minute, the jewel here yeah. is Freddy. We were turning Freddy into this kind of... this this uh, this vast kind of nightmare this amorphous nightmare yeah. and no put that guy in a sweater give him some one-liners <laughs> and let him kill a whole bunch of uh you know the prepubescent but you know uh, like two is kind of funny right because i, I two think is two is very laughable have you ever heard the uh the, the lore about two no i haven't heard yeah the lore. we can't really talk about it on why the not air. we've talked about we've talked about chocolate it's, teddy bears we've talked yeah, about I mean, it's, many it's things it's kind of in keeping show. with that because supposedly it's it's a it's a very popular uh 
uh, fixture in the gay culture. The really? Gay How, well, let's talk about that. Because it was done. Now I want to know. So there's a lot of supposedly gay imagery in there from, from oh. a guy being whipped with, uh, with towels in oh, the middle of the... Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of it. I never really read into it that and much. And Freddie is in the kid's body. He tries to get I in do the kid's that. body. Yes, and yeah. Every now and then, whenever the kid gets like kind of horny, he come, Freddie comes out of the guy's body sure. and then kills someone. Hmm. Yeah. Was it anti-gay propaganda no. or pro-gay propaganda? No, it was mostly pro-gay. It was. It was. It was a. So it, was a it was a nod, though. It was back, a, in, the, <laughs> back <laughs> in the day. It was not a non-too subtle nod. Really? That's in the documentary. The uh, the I forget the name of the documentary. There was like it's like a four and a half hour documentary. Wow. Of, I right just thought it was laughable when he appeared in the pool party and just started slashing people. Well, frantically yeah. in the pool yeah. party. That's my least favorite. That's all I That's remember. Everyone's least favorite. I like the f- I like four. Uh, I mean, I you like know, when three, you get four past, and five. When you get past five, they, they yes. all become. And five isn't really that great. No, five's not very good. And no. four is not great either. Four is not on the par. On one par is with three. fantastic. I one is I'm fantastic. I'm not a fan of one. Johnny Depp getting sucked through the through the uh, the bed at the end with it, the hand. There's some, there's Come some, on. There's wonderful horror imagery yeah. in it. Yeah. It it as a movie in and of itself, it's not that great. Yeah. To me. Priya shouted out Predator. I don't know where that came in. Uh, she, 80s she icons? Wants to see, she 80s wants, icons? She Although, wants the Predator to Predator join the slasher universe. Movie? Is it? I mean, I guess... Yeah, that first one was kind of a horror movie. It, it gets it gets <sighs> confused for action because Arnold's on it. Arnold. Yeah. In the movie. It's an amazing movie, Predator. It is a great movie. It has nothing to do with Halloween. I now. watched... I went to see that movie with my friends just before going away to sleepaway camp. That was a mistake. <laughs> which, uh, which Halloween, if you had to pick one? Let's say not three, when they're. You know what? You although know, I like three actually. Season of the Witch. No, I'm terrible. No, no. Uh, I would actually pick Zombies remake, the first remake. Okay. Of of the that 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 was a great movie. All right. But the first one, if I have to pick any of them, like from the original, it's sure. John Carpenter's is the yeah. best. Happy Halloween, everybody! <clears throat> Go out there, trick treat, do all the fun things, and then come back here next week because we've got Paul Reiser, one of the hurt. new but familiar faces on Netflix, Stranger Things, on, and he's going to give us the dirt. May or may not be good, or may or may he's not. He's going to give us necessary. the dirt because it's going to already be released. Can be released this Friday, so he's going to give us the dirt. We're going to ask him why he's in the sucky season. Plus, we're going to preview <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. <laughs> do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 